Opening day is in the books, but two of the game's biggest stars could not take part. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had the three go-throughs uh, yet. It worked great in a fantasy. Three. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Friday, July 24th. I'm Al Melkier. I'm here with Derek Van Riper, our first in-season show. And, uh, you know, really uh, a pretty mixed bag. A lot of excitement DVR, but also some, um, you know, some very unwelcome news as well, which I guess is probably going to be uh, a staple of this uh, this season. But um, let's get started with, uh, well, really the two big items. Uh, Juan Soto testing positive for COVID-19. Uh, the news was um, announced on Thursday morning. And Clayton Kershaw going to the injured list with back stiffness. So neither was able to take place in their team's uh, opening night games with Kershaw slated to start against the Giants. Dustin May called up to take that start instead. So let's let's start with uh, Juan Soto DVR. Uh, it was Andrew Stevenson getting the nod in his place on Thursday night uh, against the Yankees. Do you think that he or Michael Taylor or you know anybody else that might figure into the situation is uh, somebody that we should be uh, paying attention to? You know, I, I could see Stevenson maybe getting the larger share of the playing time. I think it could be a platoon since Stevenson hits from the left side and Michael Taylor hits from the right. I would assume that Robles and Eaton are in the lineup every day, so there aren't any other platoons to worry about as far as the outfield spots go. And I think they're using a lot of the veteran infielders to rotate to their DH spot. So I think just based on being on the larger side of the platoon, my interest would be with Stevenson. My expectation though, is that he's probably going to be stuck in the bottom third of the batting order. So that's going to work against him. I don't know if there's enough there tools wise and skills wise to get overwhelmingly excited. This is a guy that, did steal some bases last year at AAA. The average came up pretty high, 334. We hadn't seen that in recent seasons, but we had seen it back even at AA over a partial season before. So he's he's interesting, but he's not necessarily a must-add. I think he's more of like a 15-team mixed league and deeper consideration. And fortunately, we'll have the benefit of a few more games to get a good sense of how they're going to use him. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely going to be the case. I mean, we're just looking at one game uh, on the book so far. And before we go on to the Kershaw situation, from that same game, uh, we did not see DJ LeMahieu in the starting lineup. It was Tyler Wade getting the start at second base. And uh, you can read into that what you will. Um, DJ LeMahieu had uh, spent some time on the coronavirus IL. uh, So perhaps he just needs some more time uh, before getting back in the lineup. So uh, any thoughts on on, Tyler? on Tyler Wade. Very unexpected, especially since LeMahieu was available off the bench. Uh, Miguel Andujar not starting in this game was also a surprise. I know he can't play second base, but I guess I'm a little surprised that they didn't find some way to move guys around, whether that was putting Gio Urshela over at second base or putting Urshela at short and Glaber Torres at second and giving Andujar a start at third. I thought that was also surprising, but I would have expected DJ LeMahieu to be in the lineup so long as he was on the roster. And that was definitely an unexpected plot twist from opening night. 
Yeah, that it was. Uh, took a lot of uh, people by surprise, judging by what I saw on social media. So yeah, let's go to the uh, the later game now. Giants-Dodgers, uh, no Clayton Kershaw. He's on the injured list with that stiff back. So Dustin May, we figured he was going to get some starts or, you know, figure it an absolute minimum, some work in long relief this season. But right away, an opening night start, um, you know, certainly the, the skills are there. Do you think there's enough of an opportunity there uh, for him to be on people's uh, fab and waiver lists for the coming weekend? Yeah, I think as long as Dustin May is on the big league roster, he's playable in almost all mixed leagues. I think the shallow 10, maybe 12 teamers, you got to be a little more careful if he's a reliever. But I think he'd be a bulk reliever. I think he's the kind of guy that could follow Alex Wood once Clayton Kershaw is healthy and get two or three innings at a time working out of the pen if he doesn't continue to have a spot to call his own. I think the key here is keep an eye on Kershaw. The move was retroactive to Tuesday, I believe which would enable Kershaw to return one week from this weekend. So it may not be a lengthy absence. There's still more to find out. They're describing the injury as back tightness. We'll just have to wait and see if it ends up being something that costs him more than a start or two. Yep. So yeah, just another one that we're going to have to keep tabs on over the weekend. And by the way, in a little while, we will get into some planning for week two already. It it feels like coming out of the all-star break, uh, both in terms of the time of year and in terms of the dealing with two weeks at once. Uh, and yet it's also opening night. So, uh, you know, just weird. Uh, <laughs> this is 2020. So uh, another thing that was very surprising in that uh, Dodgers Giants game, Joe McCarthy getting the start in right field. Um, so not that there was anybody that seemed like a, you know, a lockdown candidate to get the bulk of the starts there, but he was pretty much the last one in that mix that I was really looking at. Uh, maybe he winds up being in the meteor portion of a um, of a platoon with Austin Slater, uh, but uh, Darren Ruff is, is Darren Ruff is in that mix as well. So uh, Joe McCarthy draws a lot of walks, but uh, anything else there for us to to be thinking about? He flashed some power at AAA in 2018. He showed some speed at AA in 2017. The hit tool. And the eye always looked pretty good prior to 2019. He only played 67 games between a AAA and I think a rehab stint at high A during his time with the Rays. And just nothing was right for him. Clearly health, something just was off with McCarthy. The thing I like about keeping an eye on him is just that the Giants don't have a lot of outfield plate appearances that are completely locked in. There's at least one spot that could be a revolving door. Uh, and there was a point not that long ago in which some people were excited about McCarthy for deep keeper league and dynasty purposes. And much like Andrew Stevenson, who we talked about earlier, he's a left-handed hitter. He would be on the big side of platoon. The drawback here is that in San Francisco, left-handed power just gets squashed by Oracle Park. So NL only leagues, definitely a guy who's available and should be picked up because it looks like he's going to play a little bit. Mixed leagues, maybe a streamer when they go on the road for the right spots, but I think generally he's just monoleague only. All right. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that assessment as well. So uh, a little bit more clarification on Nate Pearson. Blue Jays expecting to activate him, call him up on July 29th. So pretty much I think what we expected that he'll get in that rotation, not right away, but very soon and I would expect that, uh, you know, barring, uh, you know, really bad performance, which we don't expect that he'll he'll be there to stay. Uh, Anthony Desclafani was expected to be a part of the Reds 
opening day rotation, but he has gone to the injured list with the shoulder injury, inju- excuse me, a shoulder shoulder issue, uh, a right terrace major strain to be specific about it. But according to see Trent Rosecrans of the athletic, uh, Desclafani is expected to miss just one start. So uh, probably not the time to go out and spend all kinds of money on Tyler Malley, I would think. Yeah, I don't think so, but I do think if Mally gets an opportunity to make a spot start, could be worth picking him up. Got to look at the schedule and see how the pieces fall into place. I know the Reds get a lot of games against the Tigers early in this season, so if you're looking to fill out your rotation, trying to just find innings, even their non-closer relievers, you know, someone like Robert Stevenson could be really interesting, so keep a really close eye on how the order lines up for the Reds' rotation because there could be a really nice streaming opportunity there. Uh, absolutely. And Red Sox update Eduardo Rodriguez, who seemed to be not too far away from coming back. He has been shut down indefinitely due to COVID-19 complications. So, um, you know, another story we, uh, certainly, uh, weren't hoping to, uh, weren't wanting to hear there. Um, so, you know, I've got him in our, uh, Tout Wars mixed auction league DVR. And he was the one player we, we had, a. Uh, and actually, I think you took advantage of this. You know, we we had something where we could cash in players before the season started and, you know, add that to our fab accounts. Rodriguez was the only one that I even considered that with and thought, oh, well, he'll be back soon. So I missed that opportunity. But is he worth stashing for the longer haul here? I don't think so. I think he's right around that line in most leagues where you have to make that tough decision. I think Gavin Lux is kind of around that, too. And I think if we're talking about an absence, it's going to last more than about a week you have to be talking about an elite player, an early rounder, a Juan Soto, a Clayton Kershaw, somebody in the first few rounds if you're going to wait more than one full lineup period to actually get that player back. I think erring on the side of caution with a pitcher especially makes sense because it sounds like some of the complications for Rodriguez could actually limit how much he can work out. It's just one of those situations that sounds a lot worse than we previously thought. All these cases are bad. It's just a matter of figuring out how bad they are, how limited players are. And this one just seems like it's at a more extreme sort of end. So I don't want to hold on to injury optimism, at least in mixed leagues, as it pertains to Eduardo Rodriguez right now. All right. But yeah, another one that we can uh, track over the next few days. So let's uh, take a few minutes here to take a look ahead at week two is, you know, strange as that seems. Uh, we've got a few teams with uh, five game weeks coming up, which again, that seems very odd with this uh, condensed schedule, but the um, the Rockies, the Cardinals and the Rangers all with five games apiece. Is there anybody on any of those three teams that you would shy away from because of the shorter schedule? I'd be looking at anybody who is stuck in a platoon and then you got to go through with the fine tooth comb and, and look at the matchups because if you, know, you have five games and you catch a lefty, someone like, you know, Sam Hilliard probably gets four starts instead of five based on uh, I think Mike Miner is the lefty they're going to see against the Rangers. Like That dings him pretty good when your alternative might get to play six or seven games. I, I think it's a really weird thing. We do, this, we do see this at the beginning of the schedule most years anyway to get all the home openers in. So I guess maybe it's got something to do with that. But I didn't really expect to see multiple off days in the same week really at all this season. I thought we'd see one off day per week kind of evenly spread out throughout the schedule, and it didn't come together that way at all. Well, I had a a dilemma with one of these players, uh, Ryan McMahon, who may fit that 
that uh, categorization of, of somebody who may wind up being uh, platooned, you know, just like Sam Hilliard. And Rockies have two at Oakland, and uh, they'll actually be coming from Texas to that one. So that could be a tough adjustment, even with the new stadium and with the roof. And then they go home uh, for three against the Padres. So, you know, that could... Uh, that could certainly make up for the uh, the Oakland series, but I had a tough decision between uh, McMahon, Ryan McMahon, and uh, Luis Arias. So, any uh, inkling, just you know, top of mind, which way you'd go with that one? I'll, I'll say I kept McMahon in the lineup. Yeah, I think I would too. I think with Luis Arias, he's got almost no power, at least in games to this yep. point. Great hit tool, OBP machine, might be high in the order. I just think we want to see some evidence of power before we play him over somebody like Orion McMahon. So that one is pretty close. I think I misspoke before. The matchup next weekend is the one I was looking at. There is one lefty on the schedule, Joey Lucchese, uh, as it pertains to the Rockies. So same concept, just a, a different actual matchup. And yeah, <laughs> right. the, the big side platoon guys in a short week are sneaky frustrating to own in weekly leagues. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, take a peek at some of the two start options. Uh, this is, you know, just a, a sampling. And uh, of course, your results may vary uh, when you're looking at this on Saturday or Sunday. You know, some of these uh, rotations are still in flux. But as of right now, here are some of the more intriguing two start options that may be available in some leagues. John Lester at the uh, at the Reds and then at home versus the Pirates. Wade Miley versus the Cubs actually going up against Lester and then at Detroit. So that's kind of nice. A uh, couple of uh, two-start options uh, at this time for the Cleveland uh, Indians. Uh, Adam Savali and, um, and Zach Plezak. You've got uh, home, uh, home start against the White Sox on the road at the Twins. And then Griffin Canning. This is a Michael Beller special at Oakland and then versus Houston. So that's a, that's a tough double dip. And then a couple of Marlins, Pablo Lopez and Eliezer Hernandez. I regret not bidding more on Hernandez in our tout wars uh, fab uh, the other night uh, versus Baltimore versus Washington and Chris Bassett versus the angels. And then at Seattle. So who stands out there for you? You know, canning, I think just the fact that he's healthy right now definitely has me interested in him. So I'm definitely interested in picking him up in any shadow leagues where he's available. And if I have him, I'm excited to have him for this two-start week. Uh, Aaron Savali is a guy that I, I think maybe I was underrating for most of draft season. I like that he gets the White Sox for that first one. Going to be a little bit of a, a sweat, I think, the second time out in that two-start week going on the road against the Minnesota team that I uh, predicted to win the World Series this year. Yeah, I like Savali too. I don't like his first name because this is now the second time on this show that I've called him Adam Savali. But uh, <laughs> Aaron Savali, I do like. Uh, but yeah, that Twins matchup is a little bit scary. But yeah, out of this group, I mean, if I had to, to bid on one, if everybody were available, he'd be right up there. Uh, him and, and, and I like Hernandez. And I like Wade Miley too. Uh, Cubs could be, could be difficult, but boy, start at Detroit. And, uh, you know, Miley sort of collapsed last September, but... For the better part of the last two seasons, he's he's been really effective. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's kind of a, a pitch and ditch guy, to borrow an expression from the old fantasy 411 TV show. Shout out to Corey Schwartz and uh, Mike Ciano. But mm -hmm. the, uh, the the Wade Miley situation, I mean, I think you, you use him for the two-start week because he gets the Cubs at home. Tigers in the road doesn't bother me. I don't think I want him on the road against Cleveland the week after that. And he doesn't strike a lot of guys out anyway. So I think he's right. a pickup for this week and then an easy cut after the two-start week. 
Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. You know, great guy to stream for for two starts if you can get them uh, and, you know, get them back again. Because like I say, with you double up, then you're not hurt as much by the lack of strikeouts and maybe you get some great ratios over those two starts. So some options to look at. And uh, of course, again, yeah, check those over the weekend because they certainly could change. Uh, what doesn't change is every single show we feature uh, an article for you to check out. And we've got one here in The Athletic uh, from Eno Saris and Mark Carrig. Preseason poll, baseball insiders weigh in on who's helped and hurt by short season. Really, really interesting stuff there where Eno and Mark surveyed 30 different uh, insiders from Major League Baseball at all different levels and uh, got some pretty interesting results there. So check that out. And uh, well, we're going to head into a full week of regular season baseball. So looking forward to that. But for now, that's going to be all for fantasy baseball in 15. So for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Monday. <laughs>